Just a quick disclaimer. The views and the opinions expressed during the Petty Bean are in no way associated or a representation of the beliefs the Petty School holds. These views belong only to the individual featured on the show, not of the school they attend. Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Petty Bean. This is our oh, second welcome, episode. Welcome. Uh, we're here with Chris Hussey and Louie Lehman. Um, today we'll be talking about uh, the presidential debate, the first one, uh, the Supreme Court, and a bit about its new nominee, and um, advising meetings at Petty, and anything else we can get in at that time. Yeah, a lot of topics today. All right, let's All get right. started. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to start talking about the presidential debate first? Or Let's hit advising meetings. I say advisory meetings. meetings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, what do you guys think? Um, personally, I thought it was like really. I don't even know why we had them. Like it's like the same conversations we have like every few months. Like trying yeah. to teach each other like how to talk, like along like racial lines. And then people say like if someone says something ignorant in the advising meeting, like they're not gonna get called out. Like you're just gonna be like, okay, interesting point. And they're gonna move on. So I just don't see the point. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, I understand if they, like, split it up into three different sessions. It was like, hey, like, this is what the political climate is like in America today. Two, this is how we talk about it. Three, would anybody like to share their opinions? But um, at least for me, my advice, like, our advisee uh, people, like, made us share political opinions. And then my roommate, Oh, actually? Yeah, they, like, hit abortion in, like, the 30 Ooh. minutes that they had. They talked about, like, abortion and, like, that all it was like a bunch of controversial topics in like 30 minutes that we were supposed I mean that's to like I feel like that's kind of fun share. but I mean my group it was just pretty boring <laughs> for me I mean we didn't really like we just we got split into breakout rooms and then we just like it was kind of boring we just talked for like 20 minutes about just whatever about the topics or about the whatever values and I mean I thought it was fine it wasn't horrible yeah. but I guess you guys had different experiences yeah like I think the purpose was definitely important. Like, I think that we definitely needed to have some yeah, sort for of sure. purpose because like, just with the political climate, there's so many diversified opinions and like some people feel like they can be attacked on their own individuality. Yeah, and I feel like, had to like, had to have a meeting at Petty, like just like set the ground rules and just make clear what civil discourse is. And I feel like the idea of it was pretty important. I feel like maybe the way they went about it, I'd agree with y'all was like, not as good as it could have been because i feel like you know just like sharing your opinions probably wasn't that productive like i feel like you know what fosters like a civil discourse discussion like they should have been talking about like strategies i guess like i, I don't really know like what specifically they could have discussed but I, mm-hmm. having us talk about like values probably oh, wasn't like for the sure best. Dude, like yeah like i feel like maybe it was my um breakout room more like group specifically like I feel like the conversations were really surface level and with surface level conversations called comes like surface level thinking like people aren't going to start thinking like critically about like their ideologies or like the things around them if they're not like getting criticized and like what they're saying you know what I mean yeah I know I definitely think yeah, especially I think- now like kids just don't know how to talk um or we're be- just not being taught to talk about like hard topics like I feel like a lot of times especially at Petty you'll be met with a kid that has different views from you and like immediately you either alienate them or cancel them or there's just like there's no actual discussions about ideas it's super yeah, I just like polarized I mean I feel like it's less about like criticizing them but rather like trying to talk to them and yeah, figure out why they think that way yeah because yeah, I mean, 
part the problem with the climate right now is that like the left and the right are just so divided and polarized trying to like if you see if you grab like um like a republican and put them with like a liberal and try to have them to have like a civil conversation like two random people i guarantee it's going to end up in some like crazy argument and like it's it's just so surprising that people like can't just sit down and just have a conversation without getting so angry like even if you believe that what they're saying is wrong instead of like trying to criticize them it's like so much more productive to just like talk to them and maybe you guys can like actually come to an agreement i mean it's much better than like antagonizing them for like their beliefs oh yeah and i mean you even see this with like our presidential candidates like nobody can have like a civil conversation oh yeah the two of them man I mean, like, Trump, I mean, we can probably segue into the debate now. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah okay. um, real quick, what do you guys think? What do you guys some, think? You guys moderated it. Wait, for anybody um, who hasn't watched it real quick yet, uh, if there are kids out there who didn't watch it, pretty much the debate was like 90 minutes at a, uh, six segments of 15. And I think each candidate had like two minutes for free speech and then two minutes of convo after, right? Or 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Something yeah, like, like that. that. They covered yeah. six topics and like candidates would have two minutes to make like their personal like opening statement i guess on that topic that was supposed to be like uninterrupted and then chris wallace the moderator would like open the floor and just like all right say what you want you know i'm gonna like maybe ask more follow-up questions Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so that was basically the format um i mean i guess i can start with my thoughts on the debate i mean i definitely overall was kind of just disappointed at like the product of the debate and like what the outcome was yeah just i don't feel like at the end of it i felt satisfied and like i learned this from the biden campaign or i learned this from the trump campaign and i think a lot of that was just as we mentioned like the lack of civil discourse right like trump obviously i don't want to point fingers at one candidate and like try to polarize certain people but i just feel like trump was interrupting biden way too much and there was just a lot of you know lack of formality and respect from Bi- like from Trump towards Biden. And I feel like that not only reflected poorly on Trump, but it also, you know, diminished Biden's ability to get out what he wanted to actually say. Like literally anytime Biden was trying to like make a point or he was about to make a point, Trump would just jump in and be like, no, that's wrong. No, you're not answering the question. Like, no, you're stupid. And yeah. like, I feel like it has no place in politics. And like in a debate, it's just like, you know, watching that entire thing and like the outcome, like I honestly was just like spending more time laughing than like learning. Yeah. About it is and I stuff. mean, it was reciprocated by both sides to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, Trump, Trump antagonized Biden a lot, but you know, Biden was also telling, calling him, yeah. calling him a clown during a presidential debate. Yeah, I feel like that was like mainly, that was like mainly the result. I feel like like Biden's responses or like inappropriate responses were mainly like a result like he wanted to respond he felt like yeah i definitely think yeah that's true but sit here and like argue with trump and like not say anything that's like out of the out of whack i guess you could say yeah because i feel like normally biden would never like uh, stand there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah biden never interrupted trump while trump was giving his own personal statements like that anytime like biden said anything that could be like i don't know labeled as i guess uncivil or just like yeah unprofessional whatnot, like yeah. When, yeah, unprofessional was when you know trump criticized him i mean mm-hmm. like trump just like hit a lot of issues with biden that like i feel like have no place in the debate like i am not justifying that like and i'm not trying to say you know hunter biden did nothing wrong but like just the mm-hmm. fact that like he spent so much time talking about biden's son and you know biden didn't say really anything about trump's kids yeah. or anything <laughs> i feel like that just 
shows a lot because I feel like, you know, Trump was not in this debate for like, oh my God, yo, I'm so sorry. No, 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 that's okay. good. I can cut this part out. Yeah. Yeah, this out. Got right. Okay. I was, I was I saying, <laughs> um, okay, wait. Where was I? Should I just start from the beginning? Wait, you're talking about, you're no, talking you were about talking Hunter, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Yeah. Biden. Like, yeah. Yes, I just feel like with the Hunter Biden thing, like, I just feel like that's a whole topic that Trump should not be hitting, even if, like, Hunter Biden might have done some stuff that's, like, sus in China and Ukraine. Like, I feel like it's just so deeply personal, and it got to the point where they talked about Bo Biden, which is just, like, yeah. a terrible topic that to talk horrible. about. I mean, do you guys For think For anybody that- who doesn't know who Bo Biden is, Bo Biden was, um, Joe Biden's son that served in the military and then died of brain cancer. I mean, do you guys think that, um, do you think, do you guys think that Donald Trump bringing up Hunter Biden's son has anything to do with maybe questioning Joe Biden's validity in terms of like domestic, uh, international affairs and domestic policy? Because like, I think the point, I'm not sure if bringing up his son was the correct choice, but I think the point Donald Trump I was trying to make was that Hunter uh, Hunter Biden was definitely connected, right, with Ukraine in some way, and maybe he was using that as a way to like, you know, allow the people to yeah, yeah to kind of question Joe Biden's validity in terms of like his connections with those countries. I mean, I mean, you can shoot back at that though and say like, why didn't Biden Trump like? I mean, question Trump. I mean, there was a bunch yeah. of there's been a bunch of rumors last uh, the first election that, you know, Russia rigged it, and that kind of, I mean, we never bought that back up, you know? Like, I mean, Biden never brought that back up. Like, I feel like, I feel like Biden that should, is trying to, That like, should not have been hit during the debate. Yeah. Like, it I didn't like help Bi- the American public understand what their campaigns were about. That's true. Like, I feel like Biden was trying to, like, maintain, like, despite, like, the debates breaking down into, like, this, like, shouting match, I feel like Biden was trying to maintain, like, professionalism. Like, he wasn't trying to, like, attack, like, go for low blows with Trump. He's trying, mainly trying to, like, okay, like, he would throw, like, the occasional insult, you're a clown, shut up, man. But I feel like he was trying to attack Trump's policies or, like, Trump's points that he brings up in the debate rather than Trump himself, you know what I mean? I mean, you also call him the worst president in the American Oh, yeah, I mean, history. like, outside of, like, this passing insults, I don't think he's saying yeah. anything, like, No, I don't, I don't think we son. can, like, Biden is, like, the angel yeah. in this thing. Yeah, of course. Is, like, the person who is, like... Yeah, ran- absolutely. Like, I just feel like there's certain distinctions that you have to make within, like, what is, like, you know, professional and what is valid in a debate, and I feel like personal attacks that don't really have, like any implication behind them like yeah. talking about it just like random right like maybe he was trying to get at a point that like biden couldn't handle foreign policy but that never became clear like all it really seemed like to me was just you know trump is going at biden's personal character just mm-hmm. to win supporters. and like yeah. i mean i guess that mm-hmm. is like somewhat politically like i guess you know palatable to some people but like i just don't feel like you know on a civil level and on a professional level. Like that's what Trump should have been doing. Like in the past debates, you know, absent Trump and a lot of political debates, you never really saw like, for example, Obama and Romney, you barely saw anyone going at another person so personally and like to the point where they were talking about their children who died of brain cancer, right? Like those aren't things, those aren't points debates should ever reach. Like, I just feel like that's just not, you know, something that should be helpful. extremely chaotic debate the commission even like released a whole statement saying that um the commission on presidential debates sponsors um televised debates for the benefit of the american electorate 
Last night's debate made clear that additional structure should be added to the format of the remaining debates to ensure a more orderly discussion of the issues. Because I mean, at this point, we're just watching like reality TV reality entertainment. TV. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a question for you guys: What do you guys think of the moderator? I mean, do you think he was politically charged to a certain extent? I mean, what about that question on I white mean, supremacy? Like, do you think that was like appropriate for a political or a president? No, for debate? sure, for sure. Because I feel like race is so intertwined in like American society. Like, if you don't bring that up in like the presidential debate, because this is a guy who's going to be like running our country for four years, I and mean, mm-hmm. we can't make like proper decisions of just racial policy, I feel like he's not fit to be president. Like Chris Wallace. Do you think that kind of sets a double standard for him though? Because Mm -hmm. I think, I think the way Trump responded to that question was, he definitely could have responded a little better by clarifying more that he denounced white supremacy. Mm Because if at the beginning he, he did say I will, but only for like a a minor part. Crowd boys stand by, stand back. It's like, it's as if he's going to like call him out. To fight I mean, against Antifa. I think I think his whole point was that like, well, why are you asking me about white supremacy and like not asking Joe Biden about like Antifa and certain sects of like the Black Lives Matter community or um, Black Lives Matter movement, right? So yeah, I, no, do I you can, guys I can believe that's like a double standard. I, but like the thing is, right? Like with Antifa and like the Black Lives Matter movement, like white supremacy is like as a whole is just like directly negative. So it feels like that's like a targeted question for Trump because there's been like questions about like or surrounding him being a white supremacist. But with like right. Antifa, which is really an organization, it's more like an ideology, and the Black Lives Matter movement, which is like mainly pushing for like positive political change. I feel like oh, yeah. those questions aren't really in the um. They're not really like they while they are both like racially or like politically charged, I feel like they're not in the same like rung, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like I, I think that like Biden has sufficiently like in some ways denounced the violence that like certain like protesters, maybe like Antifa has like carried out. Like he's been able to denounce like I want peace, I want violence. But, yeah, like, no, he said he wanted to like me I feel like that was like also what Chris was saying, like partly ideological right and like going to the point i made earlier like the debate is for people to like find out things about candidates and like have the questions questions answered and like a big question that everyone has about trump is like how does he feel about white supremacy right and like as he said the answer was kind of unclear because he said like i will and then he also said like proud boys like you know stand by and so like it's still kind of muddled and i feel like just going in the debate yeah just not a clear response from him at all yeah like he just wanted to like you know get trump's clear view like, he just wanted to see, you know, are you willing to denounce, like, and condemn, you know, white supremacy today? And, like, I feel like that's just, like, a pretty clear question, which is, like, a yes or no answer. I feel like Trump could have definitely just been, like, yeah, I condemn white supremacy. I condemn yeah. violence. Like, um, I've, yeah, like Louis said, like, I feel like, so the debate just to clarify, like, the, um, what's it called, the, the nominee's, like, points. And I feel like, like, when um, Chris asked Biden about, like, police reform because that's like a mainly like left ideology when you ask about that he's clarifying his beliefs in police reform on like Mm -hmm. how he would move forward with just like changing the police system in america and that was something that voters were like muddled on right so i feel like he he asked like equally challenging questions on like both sides of the spectrum i have to say like honestly Yeah, honestly, when you're coming up in it, like, we talk a lot about polarization in this country, and specifically right now, I mean, like, if more than ever, the political parties have been, I mean, almost at war, and you think about, like, Trump saying that he wants to, like, bring the country together, but then you can see that multiple times in 
his responses uh, to a lot of the questions and his direct fires at Biden, that he's polarizing the Democratic Party against the Republican Party, which a lot of people can say, like, is, is that even smart to do? Like, can you blame problems on a whole party? You definitely can't blame problems on a whole party because, like, mm -hmm. a party has, like, a bunch of individuals who have, like, spectrums of beliefs. But you can definitely ascribe some of those problems or like some of those ideological issues to the people who lead those parties so like trump saying things like oh anti-racism makes people hate america that was, that's like a really polarizing statement that's gonna make like right the people on the right like double down to beliefs like okay if i don't if i believe this i'm gonna be called racist so why should i like care about what people think anyway it's gonna call people cause people on the left to double down the beliefs okay these guys if they like associate in the right with any like sort of like manner like they're definitely racist so it just causes more polarization which is like opposite like unifying the country yeah i mean it's it's just like equally yeah. as much from both parties honestly I oh, mean, for like, sure for sure the narrative that uh, the left media is trying to paint in comparison to the narrative that like donald trump and the right media mm -hmm. is trying to paint is like i mean it's so it's so different and it, it's like so shocking when you look at it like, like how the, yeah like how are they thing, able right? to like manipulate the situation like you see like um you see like cnn and fox news taking like the all these things and just manipulating into like these things it's just like wow like how is this even related to the original incident and how do they make it political you know yeah. and this happens like all the time yeah. <laughs> it's like i i definitely agree with y'all um but just like going back to the fact like trump criticizing the party as a whole i mean yeah. i feel like, you know that's really common in politics in general mm -hmm. but like the thing with trump specifically is that like you know, throughout his entire campaign, you know, since 2016, Trump has kind of like built his campaign on like targeting and having certain rhetoric directed at small groups, marginalized groups, bigger groups, like, you know, everything where he was talking about, oh, the illegal immigrants when he was talking about, you know, undocumented immigrants coming into the United States and right. saying how they're really bad people and trying to generalize that entire group and other things like that, where he kind of goes to people who are of Islam or people who are Muslim and just generalizes them as all you know threats to national security and like i feel like you know maybe he doesn't actually believe that but a lot of his rhetoric comes off that way and i just feel like you know yeah it's a definitely a strategy i think he's targeting a specific demographic in the u.s where he has a lot of the things he says might not what he uh, might not be what he actually believes but like kind of like this tech this technique or strategy to target this demographic because you know he needs the votes i mean yeah. that's part of like the or I mean, a democracy is definitely good, but when you have like these four-year election terms, it's kind of like, it's there's more of an incentive to uh, run as a president or like to make policies as a president so that you get reelected, you know, rather it's doing good for the country, right? It's all about getting reelected. I mean, you see that through the but Supreme Court. But I mean, Court. doesn't that kind of go hand in hand? Like doing good for the country will get you reelected in one way or the other yes not, not and no yes because and i no. feel like they're like rather large sections of the country who like want to see things that benefit individuals rather than like mm -hmm. society as a whole yeah definitely like when trump uses rhetoric that like attacks specific marginalized groups he's appealing to like people on the left or the yeah, people on the left or right or whatever uh, on the right that like believe those things like really strongly so he's basically like securing their vote so when yeah. he says, okay, I'm going to ban all Muslims from the country, it appeals to people from the right who are, like, still reeling from, like, different, like, terror attacks or see, like, terror attacks in the news. And they're like, oh, my God, like, these people are, like, inherently dangerous. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just to make it even more, uh, just to make it more fair, I mean, the left the left does do things like this, too, oh, you know? Sure, for sure, yeah, oh, for sure, like, yeah. With things like racism, I mean, like, the racism tactic is, like, 
I, I, I know for sure that a lot of people who are in like political positions <laughs> from the left don't probably don't care too much about racism, yeah. but they kind of played into their hands. So they get, so they can like people. secure the black. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure, it's from both sure. sides and it's like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like these hateful comments are definitely not exclusive to like Trump and the Republican party. Like, I didn't mean to like try and say that. Cause no, I, you no, know, no, I didn't like attack Trump. Just to make it even more. <laughs> just like all the other stuff that's happened and like all the other stuff that they've said like it's definitely not like you know a one-sided thing and like i feel like it's just like politics in general that causes that but i feel like you know you can make the argument that trump is kind of like epitomized that like you know just playing the game of politics yeah like, yeah i mean it's what he knows best like he played the game of business super well i mean he like played right into politics just as good Exactly. I mean, yeah. he's very charismatic yeah. for the people he wants to be charismatic to. Yeah, I mean, like, like I remember you, when. If you like Trump, you like Trump. Like you, yeah, you're in sure. love with him. Like I, mean, I, I remember when like he was making those like not really points, but when he was attacking Biden at the debate, there's a lot of people in like the the um, chat who were like, "Oh, Trump's a really powerful speaker. Um, Trump's like this. Trump's like that." It's just like yeah, you, I mean, he is a powerful speaker. Yeah, he is but, a powerful speaker. He really but, is. Yeah. Well, like you're watching him literally ignore all of Biden's points and just attack Biden directly. And, you're still and you see like a super powerful figure. Yeah. yeah. You think like, wow, this is a, he's not making, a leader. Yeah, he's not making like policy points. He's just attacking this guy. And like, you're still like doubling down. I, I, I feel like when they were watching that, they felt like their beliefs were going to be threatened because of like what Trump was saying. And they felt yeah, like it's some, some fear mongering for right? sure. For sure. I mean, getting into the part about re-election and wanting uh, presidents running to be re-elected, uh, re-elected, what do you guys think about um, Trump's move on the Supreme Court and how the left is responding in terms of wanting to appoint a new justice? I mean, give us some of your thoughts just real quick. Yeah, you, know, you go first, Louis, yeah. I can go first, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I have a very you know strong position on this. I don't think that we should be you know nominating or going forward with any process of putting in a new justice for the Supreme Court. I definitely think that we should wait till after the re-election. And I think like okay. my justifications for that, like just go on so many levels. Just like one, you know, the understanding and like just like of Southwish, the fact that she wanted the person to be, you know, appointed to be the person like by the president who is re-elected or elected. And it's like, you know, just looking back also, I mean just that and also looking back, you know, in 2016, um, back when Scalia died, um, and like the Republican Party chose, like uh, the Democrats and Obama wanted to appoint a new Supreme Court justice, and Mitch McConnell, like literally one hour, I'm pretty sure after um, Scalia died, was like, no, we're not going to appoint a new Supreme Court justice until after the election. And it, like they're trying to justify that by saying like, oh yeah, now we have both control of the executive branch and like the senate and so now we can do this but i feel like that just like doesn't apply because it's just like a principle right and like that we should just wait until someone is reelected. if trump wins he's in any position to pick any justice he wants for the supreme court you know if biden wins i think this is only fair and just like since this is what the republicans wanted in 2016 i don't feel like much has really changed in terms of like the principle and i don't think much has changed just like for the supreme court and the political landscape i just feel like the best decision for both sides, for RBG, you know, for like the setting a precedent for the Supreme Court would just be wait until after re-election. I don't feel like, you know, they really lose that much. Like just like having this like 33 day like um, gap where they can just like appoint a new Supreme Court justice. Maybe I guess they think that Biden might win. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But like personally, well, I just feel yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just some clarification. Oh, go ahead. 
No, yeah, no. I just wanted to clarify on what Louis is saying. So do you believe that um, Donald Trump should hold off or do you believe that he doesn't have the ability to in the first place? Or do you, are you just recommending that? Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think that like both that he should like should hold off and then like I feel like he should never have the ability to do so in the first place. Yeah, I mean, this sure. is my personal opinion. It's probably not based on like, you know, what specifically is said and like, I don't know what's written for the Supreme Court. I honestly don't know everything about the Supreme Court to, you know, be perfectly right. positioned to this question. But just, like, I feel like, you know, based on what's happened before, based on the past, based on precedent, I just feel like the best route to go is just to wait until someone is elected and then we can pick a justice. And I don't feel like that causes too much tension in the political atmosphere. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. No, I feel like Trump so strongly wants there the the new justice to be like one of his Republican nominees is because like he's down in the polls right now and he feels like if I don't have this person in the in the, in the court like I won't win. So he's pushing for that like so strongly. And like to build on what Louis said, like I feel like there's no reason he should have like the ability to appoint a justice before a new president. Like maybe two years ago, maybe if like RBG died two years ago, three years ago, that'd be okay because it's like a long period of time. But the fact that she died like a few weeks before the election means that there should be like like that the next the next candidate definitely should be the one who like appoints a new justice. But that's yeah. just me. I I hundred percent agree with Chris. Yeah, for sure. Like if this was like six months ago. I honestly wouldn't be making this argument like, you know, Trump's in his right to do this. But like mm-hmm. the fact that we're so close to the reelection and literally her dying wish was that I just want to wait until after someone is elected. Like, I just feel like we need to honor that. And the fact that there's so little time, it's just like the b- right thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah another question. I, yeah, go ahead, Liz. Sorry, I was just going to add on to say, I mean, I think at this point, especially the conversation should just be ended and we should wait because the election's already started. I mean, Debates are happening, like, like people are already registering to vote. I think at this point, it's just way too late. They're kind of closing up with this term. And to start another thing like this, like to elect a new Supreme Court justice, there's just too many things going on right now for him, I think, to actually place some, like, good time and judgment into electing a really good Supreme Court representative. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's where the where, – here's where I think the problem comes in because – I mean, I just want to point this out so we can have some more conversation about this topic. But, like, the thing is that even if it's the election, he's technically still president, right? I mean, and because yeah, he's and the president Constitution, for four technically years, it does say that yeah, it a does president ensure his, can It elect. absolutely ensures his There's right no other guidelines. Yeah, to appoint the Supreme, Ju- uh, Supreme Court justice. So I think that's where it becomes complicated because, yeah. you know, if Donald Trump has the right to um, – why would he not? Yeah, I, I mean, get it's that. such, like, why it's would such he an advantage. Get for him. Advantage, yeah, for sure. I, uh, yeah, it's real hard for me to, or I really want to condemn them for this because logically speaking, or for at least for the American public, it's probably not uh, suitable to their needs because obviously they would prefer if um, a Supreme Court justice was nominated after the election. But the problem is that it was so such an unfortunate time timing. And Donald Trump does, in fact, have the ability to. And that's where it becomes really, you know, such a gray area because and because he has the ability to and it's such an advantage yeah. to him. Well, I'm yeah, sure that, that's why this question has even arised. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just a tough topic. 
I, I mean, yeah, coming they, off of his personality, of course, I would assume that he definitely would appoint a new Supreme Court yeah. justice because why wouldn't he? Because he's Trump, and you know. Yeah, I mean, just, I'm sure a lot of other candidates. I mean, if I was running for, if I if I was a candidate too, and I had such an advantage, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would give it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like speaking of the justice, like, how do you guys feel about um, the Republican nominee, like Amy Coney Barrett? Like, how do you guys feel about her? I mean, I mean, she's qualified in terms of her, she's you know, academic. But... Well, I, she's definitely qualified. Is she in the terms best academic status? Choice. I mean, I know, I, like, a I've ton of people few... are qualified in their academic status. Yeah, yeah that's why I only said but that. Does but does that mean that her... they should be placed on our Supreme Court? Yeah, I've I watched mean, a few. Um, videos about her and her stances and she's like grossly religious and i just feel like that's not that like the fact that the fact that we have like a separation of church and state and then we're having these people who just align so strongly with the religious beliefs that they let affect their politics i feel like it's like setting a dangerous precedent and she says that she apparently she doesn't let her religious and politics mix but to be honest, does anybody not? It's like values. Religion is what what gives you your values. Of course, and she's like super anti-abortion. Like she feels like it's like a like a violating a covenant with God. So I'm just like, okay. I mean, okay. What are you saying, Louis? Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say that, like, you know, I, I don't really expect. I didn't really expect, you know, anyone different necessarily. That's <laughs> true. You know, I knew it was gonna be like a woman who's very pro-life and like. The fact that she's religious, I mean, maybe sets a dangerous precedent on the Supreme Court, but like we have so many Republican representatives and like senators who are deeply religious, religious yeah, from deeply religious backgrounds. And like, which itself is a problem. Either way, I feel like people subscribe to a certain ideology and just like impose that on all the decisions they make in politics. And like, I feel like maybe, sure. that, you know, it's like, like religion and state should definitely be separated. But, like, as long as she's not, like, citing the Bible when she makes decisions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily fair to come at her religion. I mean, if we do a freedom of religion. In yeah, no, yeah, of course. I'm not saying I'm not saying her religion is a problem. No, no, no. Yeah, I understand. I just said a lot of people are attacking her religion, right? There's a lot of that. So, I think that, I mean, I'm not sure if. N- I just feel like we should be careful with how, like, how far somebody is leaning because again on the supreme court like these people are they're protecting our civil rights they're like making sure no matter which way any party leans that the fundamental rights of americans are intact and i think that's so are you saying that because she is republican then yeah i mean like i doubt she's going to be able to like overturn like roe v wade oh for sure yeah i feel like she might i just feel like her her belief system like from what i've like read about her um is kind of regressive if that makes sense like really like deeply conservative so that's just my opinion though yeah but the thing is that that does align with nearly half of the country's beliefs which is where the i mean is is it really so regressive if half the country is or i'm not sure if it's exactly half but around half of the country agrees with her i don't know but we're out of time so no. <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna wrap boy. it up for today. It is ten forty-three. That that by right. uh, this one went by quick. So. Maybe we will finish this conversation later then. Yeah, well, for having yeah, us for sure. Yeah, it's great having you guys. All fun. right, thank yeah. you so right, much, Chris and Louis. Thanks for having us, guys. Yep.